Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. Receive it. Here comes the presence of the Lord. Here comes the presence of the Lord. Sweeping in the room. Here comes the power of the Lord. Here comes the power of the Lord sweeping in the room. Here comes the presence of the Lord. Here comes the presence. There you go, just press in. Sweeping in the room. Now just lift up your voices and pray. his healing. Here comes the healing of the Lord. Here comes the healing of the Lord. Sweeping in the room. Here comes his peace right now. Here comes the peace of the Lord. Here comes the peace of the Lord sweeping in the room just one more time here comes his peace here comes the peace of the Lord here comes the peace of the Lord sweeping in the room with our hands raised towards heaven 
we worship you lord blessed be your name glory be to your name lord jesus hallelujah 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 now with everything that you have within you give the lord a shout of praise hallelujah Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in worship. I believe the Lord has something for us in his word today. We've honored you, Lord, with singing songs of praise, and your presence has filled this room. Amen. If you're watching online, we greet you, and we're hoping that you're sensing the, the peace and the presence of the Lord where you're at, whether you're watching live or watching this later. The same presence that's here can be with you when you call on his name. Glory be to your name, Lord. Well, we've been in this series of breakthrough, and uh, even in this Advent season, we're able to tie it together. Uh, I believe the Holy Spirit is leading us to in these messages, and I'm trusting the Lord directing me and directing us together in this time. So go ahead and say this title with me, The Peace of Breakthrough. How many needs the peace of the Lord? How many is looking for a breakthrough? And when breakthrough comes, there's a peace that comes with it. Amen? And Lord, we're, we're receiving and holding on to your peace until breakthrough happens. He gives us that peace to hold on and not to give up, to press in, to move forward. Amen? Amen. I'm excited right before we get into the message to let you know some things that's going to take place at the beginning of the year. And uh, we're going to do some things called Central Connect. And we're going to uh, do some things around small groups. And, and we're, going to, we're going to just name it quickly C groups. Everybody say C groups. That's going to be our connection groups. And so uh, there's a couple uh, groups that's already forming. And, uh, and so they're going to be limited to about 10 people. Uh, there's a couple of signs out in the foyer with a QR code. And you can scan in that uh, to get into one of the groups that's already out there that we're going to meet on Sunday nights uh, for seven weeks in a row for the first grouping uh, starting the second week of January. It'll be January the 14th all the way through February the 25th each Sunday night meeting in different locations. And uh, so you want to be a part of that. And they're going to be sermon-based small groups. And so what this means is you have an opportunity after the message to talk with others and say what God was speaking to you through the message or even ask some questions. There'll be a facilitator there in those groups. I'm excited about this. And, and I hope every person will be a part of a group. And even if you can't make it every week, I mean, that's the goal is to make it every week. But if you can't, don't let that stop you from signing up for a small group where there's going to be interaction. This is all also a great place uh, for this culture of being known, notice, and love. That's where it takes off because you get to know some people in a, in a better way. And this is also an opportunity for you to, to invite someone, maybe a neighbor, a friend, or a family member that you've been working on. Maybe they don't want to come to church yet, but you're like, hey, won't you join us in our small groups? We're going to have some snacks and just some time around a, a living room talking together. And that may connect them to you and others in the church that makes them open to come into the house of the Lord. Doesn't that sound good and exciting? Amen. Amen. So I got uh, several going to sign up today and uh, we'll get that going. Amen. All right. 
So here we are again, getting close to the end of the year. I've given you this theme at the beginning of the year. The Lord has put on my heart of the returning, the refining, and the rebuilding. And God has moved through this series throughout this year, and he's taken us on some other veins of this, but it's all connected back to this theme that he's given us that we're holding on to, that we're believing for. And so this morning, I want to go back to the book of Nehemiah. But right before we do that, let's grab our Bibles and let's say the declaration of the word. Are you ready? I believe this is the Word of God. I believe it's fully the Word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's Word today. I'm alert, I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's go over to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 12. You know there's only two chapters left, chapter 12 and chapter 13. And I want you to hear this first verse. Now these are the priests and the Levites who came up with Zerubbabel, the son of Shelatel, and Jeshua, Sarera, Jeremiah, and Ezra. That's the verse I want to give you in chapter 12, and that's all we're going to do today in Nehemiah. But I wanted you to hear the name Zerubbabel. He's going to be an important character that we're going to look at, and we're going to come back next week to chapter 12 in Nehemiah. But I wanted to connect this message to another passage, and we're going to go to the book of Zechariah this morning. Here's what's interesting about Zerubbabel that's mentioned there in Nehemiah chapter 12. He's one of the leaders that came back out of the Babylonian captivity to help lead the rebuilding of the temple, to help lead the people back. About 50,000 went there. So let me give you a couple of things as we get into this message. And I want you to understand names mean something, okay? Uh, Especially in the Hebrew and the biblical names. But Zerubbabel means born in Babylon. He was born in captivity. And he was there, and that's where he, he, he was held. He, uh, another uh, term for this is sown in Babylon. And then there's another person, Zechariah, which we're going to spend our time in today. And Zechariah means the Lord remembers. Go ahead and say that with me. The Lord remembers. So here's what I want you to take out of this first part. Have peace because the Lord remembers you. He doesn't just remember Zechariah. He doesn't just remember the saints of the old. He remembers you right now. And what that means is he sees you. When he remembers you, he's not, for, he's not forgetting you. He remembers you. And so I want everybody right now to say, he remembers me. Go ahead and make it personal. He remembers me. Turn your neighbor and say, he remembers you. Give them encouragement this morning. So if we're thinking about this, I, I want you to give you a, a couple of verses, or, or not verses, a couple, a little bit of background into this message, okay, about Zechariah. The historical background in the setting of Zechariah is the same as that of his contemporary Haggai. Uh, in about 538 B.C., Cyrus was the Persian king at the time. And he's the one that freed the captives to go back to Israel. Remember when we talked about at the beginning of Nehemiah, uh, this is the same person, Cyrus, that let uh, the people go. And, uh, and, and so we see that here, this is before Nehemiah's time. This is when Zerubbabel and, and about 50,000 are going back to Jerusalem. The first thing they're going to do is rebuild the temple. They were, led from, they were set free from the captives from Israel to, to resettle in their homeland, and about 50,000 returned. They immediately began to rebuild the temple, but opposition from neighbors, 
followed by indifference from within, caused the work to be abandoned. Sixteen years later, Zechariah and Haggai were commissioned by the Lord to stir up the people to rebuild the temple. That takes leaders to stir up people, okay? And this is what the Lord has anointed these men to do, to stir up the people to rebuild the temple. And as a result, the temple was completed four years later in 516. I just wanted to have a little bit of background, but here's my thoughts coming out of this. You have to rebuild the temple before you rebuild the wall. Get that next slide up there. Rebuild the temple before rebuilding the wall. Say it with me. Rebuild the temple before rebuilding the wall. Well, what does that mean? Look, the temple is his presence. The wall is his provision, promises, and power. The temple is the presence of the Lord. Rebuild the temple before you rebuild his, his or rebuild the temple before you rebuild the wall. His presence. The wall is his provision, power. Listen to this. Seek his presence before seeking his prom, his provisions, promises, and power. Seek his presence before anything else. Uh, before you seek after the promises. Before you seek after his provision, before you seek after his power, all those are good. I'm not saying those are not what he wants us to have, but the first thing that we need to seek is his presence. Uh, doesn't the Lord even touch us that when he's teaching his disciples how to pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That is how we seek his presence. Before anything else, before I, I need, and before Lord give me this, and, and here's what I bring before you, I want to give him praise. And, and that's why his presence just a few minutes ago was filling this room because we were declaring him, Lord, your presence is here. We seek after your presence before anything else, before seeking his provision, before seeking his promises. How many has promises that you believe that God has given you that you're waiting to see? Before you seek after those, go ahead and seek after his presence a little bit more because when you seek after those things, God will bring to completion everything else. Lord, I seek your presence. I can't make it without you. I need you beside me everywhere I go. When I wake up in the morning, till I lay down my head at night, I need the presence of the Lord. Go before me. Be behind me, Lord. Not just with me, but with my family. Lord, we declare it right now as that song of the blessing plays in my mind right now. You go before me. You're behind me. You're beside me, O oh Lord. I seek your presence. Glory to your name. Now let's get into Zechariah. Are you ready? This first thought here is have peace because of the Spirit of the Lord. Have peace because of the Spirit of the Lord. Verse 1, now the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me as a man who is awakened out of his sleep. This is the prophet Zechariah. He's already had a vision and the, spirit, the angel who came to him has come back again to give him the second vision here. And he said to me, what do you see? So I said, I'm looking, and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it, and on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to seven lamps. And you see this, this picture of this lampstand with a, a solid gold bowl on top of it, and, and what this gold bowl is representing is, a, is the presence of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord, the provision of the Lord that is not ceasing. It's fulfilling those, these lamps that are being filled. The lamps needed oil, and so normally they would take something and they come in and fill them, but what this picture is as the bowl representing the presence and anointing of God. 
God is constantly there filling the lamps. How many knows that the Lord's presence is always here? He's wanting to continue to pour out and pour out. Even though his spirit was poured out in the day of Pentecost, he hasn't stopped pouring out his spirit. His anointing keeps coming out. His presence is still here. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't just take off during the week and show back up here on Sunday. He is with us right here. Every time we meet, he's with you in your home. His presence is always there. You don't have to go looking for it any place else. Just keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. Have peace because of the Spirit of the Lord. And he's going on with what he sees. He says, there's two olive trees are by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other at the, at the left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked to me, saying, what are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked to me answered and said, do you not know what these are? I said, no, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. This is what I want you to speak to one of the leaders who are leading these people, who've brought them back out of, out of, the, out of the Babylon, back into their homeland to, to rebuild the temple. And, and this is what's going on. The, there was discouragement. The, they, haven't, they haven't built the temple. They started, and because of opposition, they laid down, and, and, and the progress wasn't there. But this is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying through Zechariah. This is what I want you to tell Zerubbabel. It's not by power nor by might. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my Spirit, says the Lord. How many have heard that quote so many different times? I want to give you the context of what it means. Uh, he says, this is what I'm telling you to tell Zerubbabel. It's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. Everybody is weak and everybody's tired. They're living in fear because of the opposition that's coming their way, but it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. It's not going to be by the strength of man. It's not going to be by the ability of man. It's not going to be by the creativity of man, but it's going to be by the presence of God. And I'm able to encourage the people with my presence to keep moving forward, to pick up another brick put it back on the on the walls of the temple not the walls around the city but the walls of the temple we're going to build the temple first the presence of the Lord and this is what he's saying to Zechariah to tell Zerubbabel don't worry about your own strength don't worry about your what you can do but just be obedient and know that the spirit of God is with you and the spirit of God is going to lead you man's uh, man's ability is going to crumble man's ability is going to always falter but the spirit of the Lord he is strong and mighty Nothing can come against the Spirit of God, and He will empower you to move forward. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 7, where are you, O great mountain? This mountain of an obstacle that gets in the way. How many feels like there's some obstacles sometimes and when you're praying about your loved ones, when we're praying uh, uh, about doing ministry here, and sometimes it seems like there's obstacles getting away. This is what the prophet is saying. Don't worry about the mountain. Before Zerubbabel, you shall be a plain. 
whatever obstacle is in the, in the lives of your family, we begin to pray, Lord, tear down those walls, tear down those mountains, uh, cast these mountains through the midst of the sea. If we'll have faith as a, as a size of a mustard seed, Lord, we believe that you're removing right now obstacles. Nothing is in the way. It's, again, it's not by our might, it's not by our power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. It's not about how loud we get or how quiet we get. It's about being obedient to Him. It's not about the words we say. It's about saying the words He's telling us to say. It's about speaking words of, of, of faith over words of defeat. It's about saying victory is ours because the Spirit of God is on our side. And there's no mountain, there's no hill, there's no wall that the Lord can't tear down to help us move forward and move forward and move forward in the name of Jesus Christ. He didn't give us this message at the beginning of a year by accident uh, of the returning, the refining, and the rebuilding. He's been working through us, but there's been times in this past year that you may feel weary. You may be like, is it worth holding on? Is it worth continuing on? And this is what the Spirit of the Lord says. Uh, oh, mountain, there's nothing that gonna, you're going to stop my people. You're going to be made a plain. Uh, all, the, all the doubt is going to be wiped away. All the obstacles are going to be moved out of the way. Thus says the Lord. And he shall bring forth that capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it, have peace because of the grace of the Lord. How many believes in the grace of God? Amen. And he's putting this capstone of grace on top, sealing that this, uh, that this is going to seal it. This is the capstone, and the capstone is grace. Isn't it great that we have a mission statement around here with grace in it, to, that we believe in the growing, receiving, and answering, committing, and evangelizing for all the people of God, growing in the knowledge of God, receiving the power of the Holy Spirit and the tools for ministry, answering the call to ministry, committing to the, to the world harvest, and evangelizing to those who are lost and hurting. We believe in the grace of God, and this is a capstone for us. We're going to move in His grace and we're going to move forward in grace, and we're going to grow, receive, answer, commit, and evangelize. Say it with me. Grow, receive, answer, commit, and evangelize. One more time. Grow, receive, answer, commit, and evangelize. Hallelujah. God is so good how he brings us all together. He doesn't, we don't accidentally run across a, message series that just sounded good. I'm listening to the Lord every week. Uh, he opens up an, another thing that I begin to see and uh, that wasn't planned before, but he put the right day at the right time, the right message, the right verse, and he's doing something today. Open our ears, oh God. Let us hear from you. Open up our spirits. Let us see what you're doing, oh Lord. Verse 8. Listen, have peace because of the execution of the Lord. Now, this means to bring it forth, to fulfill, to make it happen. Okay, this is not killing off things. <laughs> this is not the execution. This is the execution of making it happen, making it complete, finishing it. Are you ready? Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands shall also Finish it. Believe the Lord for the completion. Believe the Lord for the execution. Believe the Lord for the finished work that he's going to do. He's not done here with the Central Church of God. He's not done with your families. Uh, he's not done with your loved ones. He's going to bring a complete and finished work. We can begin to declare it. Go ahead right now. Have a praise break. Lord, we give you praise. We believe you're going to execute this. Uh, you're going to finish it. You're going to bring it to completion. We're going to be found faithful in you, O oh God, until your return. 
then you will know the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. This message is not about me, but I'm going to stand here and let you know that I'm the pastor here for the time at this season, at this time. This is where God has placed me and, and my family, and we want to serve faithfully. But it's not about us. It's about serving God, and he has a plan. Someone says that he has a plan. I believe it's going to talk about the returning, the refining, and the rebuilding. He is not done. He's going to bring it to completion. Hallelujah. Maybe this message is only for me, but I'm going to take it in. Hallelujah. Verse 10. For who has despised a day of small things? This is what the Spirit of the Lord is telling Zechariah to tell Zerubbabel. Listen, don't get all down. Don't despise what's happening. Don't despise what the Lord is doing. And remember, they, they were in captivity because of their disobedience. But that wasn't the end. That wasn't what God had in, 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 intended for the people forever. He's bringing them out of that. And he brought them back to their homeland to rebuild the place where the presence of the Lord would be represented. To rebuild the walls to protect that place. And this is what he's calling us to do. Don't mind the small things, but hold on, because God has a bigger thing planned. He has greater things planned. For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. What does that mean? That the plumb line is used in construction. It's, it's used to, to make, things, make sure things are square. And the picture it is is because the plumb line is in hand, the drubable, that the work is not done, but it's going to be going. It's on work now. Before they laid everything down, and Zerubbabel just didn't go up and lay a plumb line and say, oh, this is what they did in the past. No, he held out the plumb line saying, here's where we're going next. This is what we're doing now. Not then. Here's what we're doing now. The plumb line represented that we're moving forward now. The plumb line represented that we're beginning to work again now. No matter what the distractions were before, there's a new day right now. And again, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. He empowers us. Look, the plumb line's being held. He's got another wall for us to build. He's rebuilding it right now. He's refining us, and He's restoring us. Lord, we're moving forward in the anointing that you poured upon us, and we look at, Lord, you're not done. You're not complete. You're not complete with us yet. You're moving in us, O oh Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. They are the eyes of the Lord which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. Listen to some of the commentaries saying that this is the eyes of the Lord watching those who want to come and impede what you're doing. But the Lord is going to bring protection because he's watching those who are committed to the rebuilding. He's watching and he's protecting those who are committed to refining. He's watching and committed to those who are committed to rebuilding. The Lord is watching and is protecting Verse 11, have peace because of the anointing of the Lord. Then I answered and said to him, what are these two olive trees at the right of the lampstand and at, this, at the left? And I further answered and said to him, what are these two olive branches that drip into the receptacles of the two gold pipes from which the gold oil drains? And then he answered me and said, do you not know what these are? I said, no, my Lord. These are the two anointed ones who stand beside the Lord, the whole earth. There's a lot of things we can dig in deep today in this, but I want to let you know this. There's an anointing. We can have peace because he's anointing us to stand with him. Yeah. 
He's anointing us to follow him. He's anointing us to go out and do the great commission. He's anointing us to stand with the, the presence of the Lord, to see people saved, to see them uh, set free of, of bondages. How many believe that there's people that in your path, that in this journey of life, that you know that needs a prayer of faith to see the, see the chains break off of them, and, and we're going to stand with the Lord. And I, I know that you get into this passage, and, and some are connected into Revelation and who the, the two witnesses may be. Right now, I want you to focus that those who stand with the Lord will be anointed. Someone say it with me. Those who stand with the Lord will be anointed. We can have peace because of the anointing of God. We can have peace because he has a plan. We can have peace because he has a purpose for us. We can have peace because, Lord, we know that there's no problem that comes our way that you can't take care of. We stand in line with you, and there's anointing that you want to pour out on us to touch the lives of others, uh, that they may be set free, that they may call upon the name of the Lord, and they they will be saved, that they will call on the name of the Lord and follow after you and become even greater witnesses than we are because they have more friends who are unsaved than you do maybe. And I'm praying right now, Lord, let there be a season of salvation. We begin to claim it. We declare it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's do the Bible. I'm let the praise team sit for just a little bit longer. We're not done. Let's do the Bible as we wait for his second coming. How many believes he's coming again? Are you looking for him? In the season of Advent that they celebrate his first coming, I'm ready and I'm waiting for his second coming. I'm ready for his return. So this week, I, I want you to read Matthew chapter 1, 1 through 17. You're like, you've been taking us to Matthew. Just hold on. Read it again. But also, I want you to look at Luke chapter 2, verse 14. And I want you to compare it with Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 39. We'll do a little bit of that this morning. But here's what I want you to focus on now. Let's pray this. Lord, I have peace knowing that you are able to execute and finish the work in my life, my family, my family and my church. There is peace of breakthrough through pleasing the Lord. Read it with me. Lord, I have peace knowing that you are able to execute and finish the work in my life, my family, and my church. There is peace of breakthrough through pleasing the Lord. Are you ready? Luke chapter 2 verse 14 says this, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And that's the, the King James, and I'm not saying the new King James, I'm not saying it's wrong, but there's the other manuscripts translate a little bit different. This is where they come up with, and one of the New Living Translations says, Glory to God in the highest in heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. So God understands that everyone's not going to follow him. And those who are not going to follow him are not going to have the peace. But those who follow him and please him will have the peace of God. When the angels were declaring this, 
peace on earth and goodwill to those who will please God, they're going to receive something great from this child that just stepped out of heaven. Can I just let you know there was a great breakthrough that day when Jesus Christ broke through the, the realm of, helmet, of heaven and came down to the place of earth. When he broke through the, the barrier between earth and, and heaven, when he broke through the, the, through the space that, that we can't just easily go to, we have no way just get to heaven until unless it's by death or less he calls it, when Jesus broke through that barrier and became the, the child born of a virgin, that he may grow up to be the ultimate sacrifice, the Lamb of God, which was slain for us, that his blood pours over us and cleanses us from all our sins. When he broke through that day, the angels were declaring, this child that you see, this child that is here, he, he's going to bring peace to those who will please God. Those He's not going to give peace to those who are selfish. He's not going to give peace to those who are only about themselves and bring evil and do evil things, but he's going to bring peace to those who want to serve God and call on the name of the Lord. Amen? So if we're going to read the scriptures, let's look at it right. Bless, please God. Here's how I know we're looking at it right this way. Look at Matthew chapter 10. These are the words of Jesus himself. Do not think I came to bring peace on earth. Wait a minute, we just read that the angel said, glory to God in the highest and goodwill towards men, peace on earth. To those who are pleasing to God. This is what Jesus, our Messiah, our salvation, our Redeemer, this is what he's saying. Don't think that I've come to bring peace on the earth. I do not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law gets her mother-in-law. You're like, Where is, what is Jesus saying? He is not saying that he has come for the believers to make it hard for the unbelievers and be miserable to them. What he's saying is to the believers who will follow after me, there's going to be something different in your house if everybody doesn't follow you. There's going to be conflict that takes place, and it's not your fault. But those who please you, I'm going to give you peace. In the midst of the storm, I'm going to give you peace. But because yet you decided to follow me and others are not following me, there's going to be a conflict. Now, the will of God and the, and the hope of us is that all will give him praise. All will call on his name. All will be saved. That is our hope. We'll never get away from that. We're going to keep praying and believing for our lost loved ones. How many is on board? with me on that. We're, but we can't, we can't uh, disregard what the scripture is saying. We understand in the process there's going to be a division. There's going to be a separation. Is it comfortable? No. But the scripture warns us this is what's going to happen. But keep seeking for your loved ones. Keep praying for your loved ones. But be aware there's going to be a division. You may be wondering, why is all this conflict? We used to get along so well. We used to have a great relationship. When somebody's serving God and when someone's not, these are unequally yoked. And, and the enemy is one wanting to keep that tension, but the Holy Spirit is able to break through. Don't give up. Don't give in. Keep believing that God is going to break something in their heart, that they will, they will surrender their lives. I'm saying this the best I can. I'm praying for the lost. Lord, help them surrender their life because that will bring peace in the home. He goes on to say, and a man's enemy will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. 
What Jesus is saying, we need to give him all our love, all our devotion, all our affections. We sang that last week. Everything. And you love your children so much. I know you do, but God loves you so much more, and he loves them even more than you love them. And he wants to use you as a light, but he's warning us in the scripture, beware. It's not going to be easy when you follow after me. It's not going to always be easy when you make the decision, I'm going to live by God's standard. I'm going to live holy and righteous. I'm going to live devoted to him. It's going to cause division. It's going to cause conflict. And some may say, well, then it'd be easier just to kind of give in. I don't like the conflict. You've got to pray, Lord, to give you strength. Don't make it uncomfortable, but don't let your standards down. Don't let your righteousness be tarnished. Don't, don't let the, your sanctification go away. Let's stay sanctified, stay righteous, stay holy, and stay in love with Jesus and love those who are unlovable. Trust the Lord that he's able to do great and mighty things. He continues on. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy. Of me. We have to love him with everything. Oh, that's so hard. You're not going to do it in your own strength. You're not going to do it in your own might. But the Spirit of the Lord can help you to make the right decisions, to say the right things in love, to stand firm. The Holy Spirit will be with you in those times where you've had to make those right stands and your loved ones separate from you. It's not your fault. Don't take blame. The enemy wants you to start doubting, am I doing the right thing? If, if, I lose, if, I, if they lose connection with me, then they'll be way out there. The Lord is able to watch over them. He's going to keep knocking. You keep praying. He's going to keep knocking at their heart's door. But we're responsible. God, I've got to serve you. I've got to put you above everything else. I've got to trust the word. Did we said it this morning? You believe this is still the word of God? Do you believe this is what Jesus is saying? I know so even in this Christmas, you're like, this is supposed to be a message of peace. Hold on, there's peace. Because I have peace knowing and have peace understanding that the Lord is able to be your comforter. He's able to give you peace that surpasses all understanding when you cast it all on him. And there's going to be some, they may be watching online, that you've had such a division in your family because of you made the stand to follow God that you don't even know where some of your loved ones are. You haven't even heard from them. But it doesn't mean that you stopped caring. And it doesn't mean that God hasn't stopped looking at them and looking over them. He's got a, he's got a purpose for their life. And we're going to keep believing that the Lord, the Holy Spirit, is going to knock on their heart's door. We're going to keep, we just, there's nothing else we can do except believe that God is able. Someone say that God is able. How many wouldn't be here today if the Lord gave up on you? How many wouldn't be here today if a loved one gave up on you? 
In your darkest moments, when you didn't want to hear what they were saying, in your darkest moment, when you were rejecting them, they still loved you through it, they still prayed over you, and the Holy Spirit wouldn't let you go, but he kept knocking at your heart's door. And one day, you're like, God, I need to make it right with you. And you came to a place of repentance. You came to an altar to lay it all down. And you said, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I believe that the only way to heaven is through you, and I want to be there. And you confess that, and I'm believing and I'm trusting that there's going to be more and more praying the same prayer that you prayed. Don't give up on them. Verse 38, and he who does not take his cross, this is Jesus saying, and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Listen to this. If you want to have peace, if you want to have breakthrough, please the Lord, which means follow the Lord. We're not going to get breakthrough in our families if we don't get breakthrough of ourselves because if we're not following the Lord. We want to see the breakthroughs in our families? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Please Him. Please the Lord in everything that we do. Please God. That's what we've been created for anyway. To please the Lord. Not to please ourselves, not to get all the riches that we want, not to get all the things that we want, not to have every lavish thing that we can think of, but our, our calling is to please God. He'll take care. He'll, he'll give you some things, but that's not why we're here. We're here to serve him. We're here to honor him. The great creator of everything deserves all praise, and he wants our praise. And when we please him, there becomes a breakthrough that follows in your life. Help us please you more and more every day. All right. I want to connect in Matthew chapter 1. Are you ready? Connecting the messages together. This is the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Remember, we talked about the stories of Judah. Jumping down to verse 3, Judah begot Perez. Remember, Perez means breakthrough. We talked about those stories. We talked about Tamar and all the, the stories around that. Jump down to verse 12. It says, and after they were brought to Babylon. This is, again, Matthew is listening to genealogies up to Jesus Christ. After they were brought to Babylon. Why? Because of the disobedience of the people of Israel. They went into captivity in Babylon. Jeconiah begot Shelatel, and Shelatel begot Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel begot Abiud, and Abiud begot Elkim, and Elkim begot Azor, verse 14, and Azor begot, and there's a few other names, we'll just skip over that, Iliud, Iliud begot Eleazar, Eleazar begot Mathen, Mathen begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, who was born Jesus Christ, who is called Christ. We can't get away from the genealogies of Jesus, Zerubbabel in the middle of this, but when? When they were in captivity. When they were there in captivity. Listen, verse 17. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. 
from David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations, and from the captivity in Babylon until Christ are 14 generations. Listen to this. Even though you were born in captivity, born as a slave to sin, now you are free in Christ, and he has a plan for the returning, the refining, and the rebuilding. It doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter what providence you were in, what state, what county, what country, who your parents were. I want to let you know, even though we were all born in captivity, even though we were all born into sin, we were all born to pray, when we called on the name of Jesus Christ, he wiped away all of our sins. He washed us white as snow, and now he has a plan for us. We are free in Christ Jesus, and he has a plan for us to be a part of the refining, to be a part of returning, to be a part of the rebuilding. Lord, we call on your most holy name. Will you stand to your feet this morning? Begin to give him praise. We honor you, Lord Jesus. We magnify you, O Lord. We can't get away. These ones were listed in the genealogy of Christ. Not all came from a, not all had a perfect history. We saw that last week. And not all were born in the perfect place. Zuru was born in captivity, but he's in the lineage of Jesus Christ. He was used to help them rebuild the temple when they were down and discouraged and distraught because they tried and they had to give up. I want to let you know this morning, we're not giving up. We're picking up right now. Uh, We're not giving in, but we're going in. Amen. And and we're trusting the Lord. He has a plan and he's going to complete it. He's going to bring the return. He's going to bring the refining and he's going to bring the rebuild. Lord, we just call on your most holy name. I'm going to ask all who will just to surround uh, this front area right now. Lord, we're trusting in you. We respond to your word right now. Hallelujah. We respond to your word right now. Just come and fill this place. God is getting ready to do something here this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust in you, oh God. We trust in you, Lord. Hallelujah. How many believe this is still a house of miracles? There's healing that still takes place here. There's deliverance that still takes place here. There's salvation that still takes place here. If you believe it, if you want to join in on building again, I want you to make that commitment right now. Right now. Right here. Lord, we're responding to your word. We're responding to you, O Lord. Hallelujah. Do a new work in us, O God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead, praise God. We sing. 
just a moment again and we're going to make it loud in here we're going to declare it but Lord we declare right now this is a place where your anointing dwells this is a place where your presence is when we meet together for prayer groups your presence is here and it sets the atmosphere and miracles take place in this room miracles are taking place of those watching online right now if you believe that God is able to touch where you're at, no matter what your miracle that you need, we're believing with you and praying with you. My number was on the screen earlier, and you can declare right now that he has not forsaken you, but take half peace because God remembers you. Someone begin to, to begin to testify that he remembers me. He remembers me. He remembers me. Go ahead and say it. He remembers me. Lord, I pray over everyone in this room. You're remembering them. You know exactly what they're going through, exactly what they need, and there's a breakthrough right now. We declare it. We declare it. Sing it out. Sing it out. Play it out. We sing, come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive in the name of Jesus. This is the house of miracles. Oh 
So let's leave this room by saying this. 
Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Go in peace. Men, we'll see you back tonight at 6 o'clock.